What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now batting at the Porsche dealership, George Kittle! I, I feel like George has a Hummer or a big lifted truck written all over. Oh, do you, Hummer's got to be. You got to get those on the secondary market now, right? Maybe the new. How about the new? Uh, oh, the Tesla truck? No, not the Tesla truck. The new Ford Bronco. I could see a Ford Bronco. To me, Kittle Limited is edition. not. Can you see Kittle in a Porsche or a Range or something like that? Uh, like, I'm well, not saying he won't have it in the fleet. I would say any rich person's always a candidate for a Range. Yeah. Any big guy. I'm not saying his his family, his Men's. wife, they won't have it in the garage. I if you told me what G-wagon. does George drive to work, I I picture George more in a truck. You know, you talking about uh, an open bed pickup? Yes, I think that's a, something well, a lot of offensive linemen roll. Yeah, suburban. Like yeah, like a big Tahoe. So you know, I I see him in just like I at any moment I could fucking go four wheeling a, a lifted Jeep. Like to me, Kittle's even if you told me like. Some '60s like '69 Camaro oh, or something car. like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't. You can have them like, all, John. He could have them all. <laughs> he could have them all. The bat signal went up, and we started the podcast Thursday morning. George Kittle signed. Um, so a lot to get to. A lot to get to. We were pl- we were playing golf on Wednesday, Presidio Haberman's home track, which is pretty fucking sweet and very difficult. As I and proved. New- and news started uh, kind of just circulating that things were in the works. And I think, well, I don't know if we thought it just it was going to get, I actually thought it was going to get weird, and I didn't know. I mean, I, I'm not saying I'm surprised, but I wasn't, I didn't think it was just going to come, right? I thought it could come, but when you start reading that, you start realizing, yeah, maybe, maybe it does happen. Yeah, well, we saw Grant's tweet. Right. Yeah. Or you saw it, or I don't know. You were just you... no. Someone texted me and they said, "Is forty-seven million dollars guaranteed a lot of money?" And I said, "For for for George." My response was, "That would be an incredible deal for George in yeah. the sense of 
that would be uh, still a win for the team because they're signing their best player for under $50 million guaranteed. Right. But that would have been – you and I, I mean, we've talked numbers on this guy for so long. If you would have told us three months ago he got $47 million guaranteed, I'd say that's, that is a big-time win for George Kittle. Yeah. Let's hold any more Kittle takes here before we move forward. Yeah. God, I got to, we got takes. All right. Uh, this podcast, ladies and gentlemen, is brought to you by Ease.com. Promo code HAM if you're a first-time user. But wait, don't stop listening. If you're not a first, if you've already used Ease, we got something for you too, John. If you've already used Ease, we also have something for you. If you're a first-time user, code Ham get you twenty dollars off your order of fifty dollars or more. But yes, Ham Ten guy. Oh, Ham Ten for returning out of users. the shadows. H A M Ten One Zero. H A M One Zero. You get ten percent off for returning customers. I'm a returning customer. Haberman's a returning customer. I know a lot of people I talk to are returning customers. Get on it right now. Ease.com. I know a lot of you guys go, yeah, we've been hearing about Ease since you guys have been talking about them since last year. Ham 10. Get yourself a little uh, return, a little percentage off, 10% off. Check it out. Vapes, pre-rolls. You guys know the drill. Sacramento, down to San Diego, all over the state of California. Ease, promo code HAM10. So first-time users, a lot of you guys that have used, tell your parents, tell your friends, Tell your girlfriends. Grandparents. Tell everyone you know. Everyone you know in the state of California. Yes. But those that return, Ham 10. We appreciate you listening. We also appreciate you supporting the companies that support us. Consider ordering from Ease, supporting a small local business. That's yes. growing. But, you know, just two-man two man operation here. Yeah, we're just, we're just a mom-and-pop <laughs> podcast guy. And pop we and need pop. to support our supporters. Ease.com, promo code Ham. Get on it. Ham 10, 10% off. For you guys that have never used it, promo code HAM, promo code HAM, E-A-Z-E dot com. Vapes, pre-rolls, you name it, uh, they got it. Edibles, I love my edibles, my Caminos, promo code HAM. Get on it, please. HAM Do it. 10, return users, jump on it. We appreciate that very, very much. Up and down the state, throughout the country, 21 and over, delivered to you immediately. It's fantastic. Uber eats a weed, I call them. We've talked about Kittle a lot. We'll get into kind of all the... The money of it, who won, did they both win, did only one of them win, whatever. But the bottom line, John, is you and I talked a lot about how big of a story this would be if George Kittle held out. And, you know, Tom Brady's throwing passes in Tampa. And Dak, for the moment, that got resolved in Dallas. Not fully resolved, but at least we know what's happening there. This was going to be one of the biggest stories in the league if George Kittle, a superstar, one of the best, if not the best player on a Super Bowl contender, held out. He showed up. COVID camp, he arrived, and now he's got a deal. Yeah, I think the Niners kind of do it again, get a player under contract. When they want a guy under contract, they get it done. It, it's just that simple. They've done it for years with the Patrick Willis's, the Joe Staley's, the you know Navarro Bowman's, the Frank Gore's, the Vernon Davis's. And I think George Kittle just goes right in that category. Now, financially, I think we all knew this was going to be a little complicated and we have talked about this over and over and over again. But the simple fact is, and we'll get into the money here in a little bit, is that he's going to be a 49er for the prime of his career. And I mean, hell, he's, I'd call the first, last couple of years the prime of his career. Like, George hit the prime pretty fast. You know, I was like, damn, this guy's pretty good. Really good. I mean, he became the best tight end in football kind of by his second year in the league. For a fifth-round pick, it's kind of unheard of. I, I saw this thing got retweeted into my timeline 
if this was a long time ago, but the year that Richard Sherman went on with Skip Bayless was after his second year in the league when they were arguing over who's the wow. best corner in the league. It does not Revis. feel that way, does it? He was an all-pro by the second year in, in his career. And I think George Kittle had that just when it comes, when it happens right with Nick Bosa or Khalil Mack or Aaron Donald or Odell Beckham or whoever, it's like, yeah, the guy was a top 15 pick. Kyler Murray, all these guys are elite. When it happens with a fifth, sixth, seventh round pick and they dominate like this, it comes at you fast. And on the flip side, their contracts are shorter, right? They're only four years. There's no fifth-year option. It can become, like you've seen with Dak Prescott, it becomes a lot more complicated quickly, right? Because after the third year, you kind of, you're at an impasse. It's like, we're going to pay this guy. What are we going to do? Is he going to hold out? Last year, Michael Thomas did. It's like, time to pay me. You know, I've established who I am. Now, you got to be really good at the later round value of a pick. And I think George Kittle, I'd say him and Michael Thomas, just in recent memory, are the guys that are like, Yes, I think I had the best player in the league. <laughs> if you're watching a given game when Michael Thomas has 20 catches or George runs your guys over and dominates the line of scrimmage and scores a touchdown, you go, it doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think, you know, this is partly just the structure of the NFL, but, you know, we're talking about a guy who just signed a five-year contract, and this is kind of, I think, your point on Richard, after his third year in the NFL, and it really only took him two years to become one of the best players in the league, right? I mean, if you yeah. had said ignore the structure of how the NFL works, he got extended after his second year, you'd go, well, I mean, he's one of the best players in the NFL, right? So we've known this for – he's been proving it now for two years. Um, and the other part of this is just this is a team that is trying to win the Super Bowl right now this year. Right now. This is it. I don't know what's going to happen in 2021, but I know right now this year this team's trying to win the Super Bowl. And having a guy holding out or having a guy um, maybe not holding out but there and this is just hanging over your head at a time when he's not only your one or two best player, I'd say your best player, he's also the face of your franchise, face of your face of the sport. I mean, he has proven in three years, John, to be the perfect package. Leader in your locker room, face of your franchise, High character. High character. Generational talent. Lovable to the fans. Fits I your, mean, beloved. Can do, can, you know, unique. Fits the scheme. Your coach loves to run the ball. He can block. Your coach loves to throw it to him. He can catch. I mean, it doesn't get any easier than this, right? No. It, it, it really doesn't. And, I mean, it does in terms of just the negotiating on Georgia's sure. side. But just understanding whether or not you want the guy. Yeah, but I I just you don't have a choice. Like you have to. Part of the reason Dak Prescott, let's let's just be real, is not under contract for a long time, because there are people in that building go, is this guy really worth it? And in fairness, how would you not ask that question? There is no one in the 49ers building who just goes, is George Kittle worth a long term contract? That would say no. Now, it then there's the next step, like what are the dollars, what's his position, but just the most basic question. Do like when you have Aaron Donald on your team, do you want to keep this Michael Thomas? That was what was so crazy about Khalil Mack. You just go, "Do you want George Kittle in the peak of his powers on your team?" The, the answer is very fucking simple. It's yes. And they answered it pretty quickly. Now, I I wonder if this would have been done a little quicker in non-corona times, right? Because we're August 13th, they haven't had a practice. 
typically they would have started practicing like either August 1st or July 31st. Media would have been there. It would have been kind of a zoo, the George Kittle situation. And maybe because there wasn't that much urgency, uh, they didn't do it. Now, maybe this is one of the reasons they get it done. Pads are about to come on. And anytime, even in practice, there's an inherent risk. Like George is like, listen, I got no problem showing up. Because one thing our buddy Mike Tannenbaum tweeted a while ago, get ready for hold-ins. Where you show up, but you don't actually practice. Well, they haven't really had practice yet. But when the pads come on, what if George goes, it's not worth it for me to run into Nick Bosa the wrong way and put myself in a weird situation. Maybe that guy was the deadline in a weird way. Like, we got to get this done before we start hitting in camp. Because we just, there are... I mean, just gigantic risks in the sport of football when you put on pads that aren't even involved in a game. You and I have been at several training camp practices in our life. Raiders, Niners, I was at Eagles practice where guys, go Fresno State, a player goes down and the whole fucking place stops, right? Yep. It's, in my sports watching life, we, we've all been to basketball, NBA games, major league games. That's that's a unique experience, right? Being at a practice when a guy goes down and the whole place goes silent. Every player stops. Everyone surrounds a guy and the cart comes out. In, in a game, because the game just restarts and practice ultimately restarts, but I, I wouldn't you say also one of the first reactions in that scenario is, who is it? Right? Yeah. Who is it? Yeah. And last year it was uh, Nick Bosa's down, right? I remember being at a practice when now this was this guy turned out to not be very good, but they had just drafted him in this. I think the second round, Michael James went down and he was just laying there, and you're like Chris Culliver, you just what, huh? And it, it's it's jolting. I would say there would be no more. I mean, maybe Jimmy Garoppolo because he's a quarterback. If George, I mean, you just George couldn't put himself in that situation given what he's meant to the team. Like he deserved to be paid before the risk of injury came in, right? Yeah. So I, I give – they just got it done. Well, maybe that's part of the deal. When you want to get something done, the deadline is the thing that that accelerates it, either the season beginning or getting pads on or whatever. I, I also think – Because that's always the deadline with the holdout, right? Week one. Like, right. you want that guy by Sunday leading into week one. Historically. You start missing holdouts. games, then it's about either you're going to get everything you want or we just might not Le'Veon Bell see you again. Yeah. Well, it depends if you're winning or losing because remember Cam Chancellor had held out. And the Seattle started like 0-2, and they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> they paid him. Yeah. But sometimes it goes the other way. Sometimes you find out you got another Le'Veon's running. a good you example. Don't need Le'Veon. Yeah. yeah. No. All right. James Conner? So, oh, you're not bad. Yeah. Um, I also think for the 49ers' perspective, here's a guy who Ross plays Ross Uh Yeah, you're not Kittle. Yeah, Jordan Reed? Complimentary piece. These are all complimentary. Yeah. But nobody is Kittle. That's the other part of this. Is Le'Veon Bell plays a position where there's other guys that running backs, there's a bunch of them, right? If – George Kittle was the 49ers star running back. He would not have gotten a contract today. No. You know? Um, well, he pr he probably would have had to hold out if he was the equivalent because he would have been like Saquon Barkley on this team, right? And you just you couldn't have shown up. It would have been it would have been a disaster. You're right. He would have been the Saquon Barkley. Yeah, it would have been ugly. But I think from their perspective, too, getting it done now, five year contract, guy that plays physically, I'd I'd rather I, – I would want that five years to start as early as possible if I'm the 49ers. Yes, 100%. Because technically it's an extension, right? Because he still is under contract right. for this year. Right, So I think they look at it, we got this guy, 
who's in his mid-20s under contract the best years of his career. Now, it might not go perfectly. I mean, that's this the risky part about the NFL. Because if this was the equivalent of basketball, he'd be like Giannis, and you would you you couldn't sleep any better at night. In football, there's just an inherent risk with signing guys to to guaranteed money, and you know, and that's just the reality of the sport. But if you are gonna sign, whenever you sign your best player, you you, you got to feel pretty good about it. And so you be, he's he's under contract for as long as they want to for up to six years if they want to keep him right yeah. this year, then five more. Right. It's like me taking Kepka and DraftKings, John, uh, at the Wyndham. It's like, I'll just bet on the best guy. And if he finishes T66, then he finishes T66. This guy <laughs> is not finishing T66, though. No chance. Before we move on, let's tell the people about DraftKings. We're going to get an NBA going, uh, game going next week. we got our golf going right now on Thursday. Early returns uh, after one round is that my Brooks Kepka pick might have been a bad pick, but come take my money. DraftKings.com. Use the promo code HAM when you sign up. Use the promo code HAM when you sign up. Download the app or use the .com. I use both. John uses both. Uh, really easy to play NBA, and you got to get in our golf games. We've been now two months of our golf games. They've been fantastic. Yeah, I'm plotting along right now. Early returns. You know, I'm in the 70s, but I, you know, we got some ways to go. It's only early Thursday. DraftKings, we've been playing these fantasy golf. Everyone I hear from. They don't even like golf. They're like, God, I got into it. It's incredible. We can't recommend it enough. Download the DraftKings app, promo code HAM, minimum $5 deposit. You get in our DraftKings app it's, or in our game. It's all building up to the NFL season where we're going to play big daily fantasy games every week. But also, we still have in our back pocket because of, uh, because of the way 2020 played out. I don't know, the U.S. Open and the Masters that are going to be oh during the God. NFL season. There are going to be weeks that are just going to be out of control in November and in September. I think the U.S. opens like the third week in September and the Masters first or second week in November, which is going to be alarming but incredibly riveting for DraftKings. I, I mean, I'm already a guy. I'm just, oh, get excited. Just think about it. Download the DraftKings app, promo code HAM. Come be part of our podcast game. It's a lot of fun. Everyone loves it. How could you not? Because... You Haberman hey, Middlecoff basically just give you our money. Now, guy won. Was it last? Yeah, you won last week. Third place. Third place, yeah. Not actual winner. Someone actually won. I well, won they money. Won 600. I won 675. I won 405 bucks for third place. Yeah, so not not bad. You know, my little brother won a couple weeks ago, right, at the uh, in Memphis. So, you know, it's just any anyone can win on any given week. It looks yep. like Haberman's out this week. Now, I'm, hold on. I got Tom Hogue. Hodge <laughs> is battling. He's got me 37 and a half points. I'm in some trouble. So Kepka needs to make a push on Friday for me. Yeah, I need Patrick Reed to pick up a shit and Sergio to pick up a shit. But if if they do, I'll, I'll come swinging. Go to DraftKings. When you get into one of our games, we add you to our list, and then you get automatically invited to every game in perpetuity from here on out. So get in. Um, obviously, this week's full, but we'll uh, keep it locked on our Instagrams, our Twitters, and this podcast, and we'll let you know when the next game gets Gets posted or next game. Get on, get on it. Promo code AM. Do it. All right, let's talk about George Kittle's money. Um, so the initial report from Grant Cohn was ninety-five million overall, with forty-seven million dollars guaranteed. Um, Mayoko then wrote confirming with Jack Beck, the Kittle's agent, the next day. So that was Wednesday, then Thursday, seventy-five million dollars, thirty guaranteed at signing. Forty million in total guarantees. Um, 
You said on the podcast earlier. 40, I think an 18, $18 million signing $18 bonus million either signing today bonus. or whenever. You said on the podcast earlier, if you had told us it was the initial number, Grant's number, $49 million guaranteed a month ago, we would have said, wow, major win for George. You and I guessed we've done several podcasts and videos about Kittle. Well, how much did he get paid? $29 million, $34 million, $36 million. We were in that range. Uh, uh, we did. We, he, the first, we thought he was shooting four fifty. We thought he was range. We right? both agreed. I think I said the time we like guessed the first time. I said thirty four. You said twenty nine. But one thing we agreed on was thirty nine, thirty eight million dollars. Felt like it was kind of would be kind of a win win. Be like a sweet spot. So now we're here at forty million dollars guaranteed. Does that feel like a win win to you? Well, let's start with the initial numbers that came out from Grant Cohn. We were playing golf on a Wednesday, and I alerted you. I said, bro, $47.5 million guaranteed. And our initial reaction was like, that is a big win for Kittle, right? It's not quite 50, but holy shit, he's almost, you know, two and a half X what Austin Hooper was. And we've said from the jump, don't ever mention Austin Hooper's name, but that is the barometer or kind of the base of the tight end market, like it or not. When we got the actual real numbers that were lower than that, because remember that number was also 94 and it was like 18, you know, a year, it was the, the average per years were high. We always push back, and I know I do, average per year. Because at the end of the day, if he gets $40 million guaranteed, if he's making 15 a year, that's not even three years of fully guaranteed money. Now, it does, it's high enough that kind of holds you to that third year. So he's under contract this year, and then I'd say for three more for the 49ers. But even that, I guess it would be the equivalent of the fourth year from today, you probably could get out of it, right? We'll see how it all breaks down. But it's the guaranteed money to me is huge. And he basically didn't quite double it. Was If Austin's 22, he got 40. I, my overall take, guy, is I understand why Kittle has to sign this deal. Weird financial times. The cap's going to go down a little bit. He's a later-round pick, so he hasn't made huge money. And unlike Dak Prescott, where I think George, I'd imagine, has done pretty well financially off the field, right? He's this unique character. He's a unique kind of face of the league. But Dak is like Chunky Soup. He's a Dallas Cowboys. Like He's probably quadrupled, maybe 10x George off the field, just the nature of his position. I think this is just such a win for the Niners in the sense of, in what world, in today's sports, and let's even factor in other three major sports, or two, you know, basketball and baseball, where you can get the best player on your team. Now, I know Bosa's kind of throwing his hat in the ring, but over his career, best player on the team, the face of your team, for $40 million guaranteed. Like, I, I let's just, who gives a shit about the comps and the position? I'm just saying, the most basic level, the best player on your team. Like, at the end of the day, the Chiefs, to get the best player on their team, had to give them $150 million and like a $450 million contract. You're saying I can give a guy a $95 million, or yeah, 95 or 75 excuse me, yeah. and 40 guaranteed, and an $18 million signing bonus? Like the Chargers to sign the best player on their team, it cost them $102 million. $102 million. George was, I mean, way less than half of that. They, That's they, crazy. Yeah, and I do think, you know, because of who he is and what he is to the organization, he might be a guy that, let's say, in four, three years, 
he has a major injury, but he can still play. He's just not the same guy because he's coming off of whatever. He might be a guy that still earns the full amount of the contract. Well, you keep around, didn't right? Gronk kind of become that yeah. in the last couple so, of years? With so I do think with him, with the best players, we can't also talk about their total money a little bit, right? Not just the guarantee. I cut you in three years. Okay, $75 million, No, guy. I know. This I mean, is that's... what I'm getting at. So he got Jarvis Landry money if he gets the full amount of the money. Now, we disagree a little bit here. I do think it's a little – I think it's more of a win-win than you do because in the reality of the world we live in, that's just – that's the shitty part about being a tight end. It's just the shitty part, right? That's his position, and he's not going to get – he just wasn't going to get $60 million. He wasn't going to get Amari Cooper money unless he was willing to hold out, willing to get tagged, willing to try and force a trade, willing to do all the stuff that – he clearly didn't want to do when $40 million were plopped down in front of him. Didn't want to risk maybe playing this year on his rookie deal because he wanted $40 million to be $65 million. Or it probably would have been more, right? If he had worked, if he had forced the 49ers to trade him, what would the team that gave up two ones to get him ended up paying him? $65 million, maybe? Something yeah, like that? But let's even say it's like 58 guaranteed yeah, or something, I, right? So, so there is a, a quality of life price to this. You go, well, fuck quality of life. That's $18 million you left on the table. And George might say, man, I just got – I look at this like I just got $40 million by not changing a thing. I didn't have to hold out. I still have a chance to win a championship. Look, me being a 49er is worth a whole lot more money to me than me getting traded to the Jags. Now, in terms of endorsement dollars and all that kind of shit, what if I win a championship? I won a Super Bowl this year. Maybe I'm the Super Bowl MVP. Now I'm doing Campbell's Chunky Soup, too. Or me and Stephen A are in the stomach eating eating brief jerky. <laughs> Feed me! <laughs> Whatever that. So, because I'm with you. Like, the Niners won more because they just got their best player for $20 million less guaranteed than the Cowboys pay Amari Cooper. But I do think it's a win-win just because – in the re in, in in the by the constraints of the position he played, the system fucked him. But for forty million dollars instead of sixty million dollars, which is a lot of money, though, guy, right? And, and, you know, the 60, sixty million. Sixty's a lot yeah, of money. I'm just saying, yep. like, because he can look go. Let's just. I, I keep seeing Brandon Cooks and Jarvis Landry, and that is that's his contract. Like that's his. That people are going. How does he make the same money? Sammy Watkins, Brandon Cooks, Jarvis Landry, which is insane. My take. I, yeah, I, whatever. I go, if I'm George, how can I sign a contract when Amari Cooper just got $100 million of 60 guaranteed? It's difficult. Now, at the end of the day, I understand, and this this helps the Niners. They were, like you see with Jamal Adams, Jalen Ramsey, uh, you just see it with players around the league, a lack of trust. I don't trust the GM and head coach. I think... You're lying to me. I think you're prepared to fuck me. I think you don't even believe that much in my talent. I just, there's not a trust level. And there's a lot of trust level here, right? Between George, Kyle, and John. They drafted him. They loved him. This year, they hung out in Cancun together before, you know, after the Super Bowl, before Corona. They played golf, drinking beers with Kyle. Like, they're on the same page. I also think this is where I, you know, in these conversations with media and fans where we struggle, not every human, and I even think some players that hold out are more driven by their agent than themselves because they're going, they got to have family members like, God, this is a lot of money, man. <laughs> you know, just sign the contract. 
You know, who, right. what if they yank it? Not every guy is driven toward every dollar. We we've interviewed George, followed George extremely close. He's gonna make so much money off the field that like maybe to him, holding out and doing something that I don't fundamentally believe in was never an option. Like it's not something that appealed to him. You know, part of Aaron Donald and Khalil Mack, like they were kind of in it to win it for you know for whatever reason. Like look at Jalen Ramsey. We saw in Hard Knocks when they're going back and forth about the contract and Jalen freaks, and then they got to bring him back to do the interview. One thing I do respect about Jalen Ramsey is, and he kind of got to it eventually. Like, Which is, they knew the deal. They knew the deal when they traded for me. Yeah. I wasn't going to hold out. Like, I, I'm okay playing it out. And this is where I think, like, they're on the, the Rams and Jalen Ramsey are on the same page. Yeah, a right? page so that'll not, pay him probably more than George Kittle when his contract gets made. Well, right? way more. But I'm just saying, there, there is a huge help in these situations when there is just communication. Right, because for the Cowboys and Amari, they didn't they didn't franchise Amari, but they ultimately signed him. Like I think Amari wanted to be there. There's just we do you and I do business together, podcast, YouTube. Like we just communication helps if you if you don't trust whoever you're working for because we can debate won or lost to sign a deal where you sign and I sign. We both got to agree to the fucking deal. So what I can say, yeah, I think he got kind of screwed, even though I understand like why he got screwed. And I bet his agent would be like, yeah, we were just fighting an uphill battle. They they agreed to the deal, just like the Niners agreed to the deal. So yeah, you say anytime a people sign each side of the deal, it's a win-win because yeah. the team was willing to pay it. I think the Jalen Ramsey hard knock situation was a great example because Jalen is probably saying what George is thinking, which is, Jalen said it, right? I'm not worried about it. I'm just worried about what I can control. I'm just going to show up and play. They're going to figure that out. George is going, guys, why do I care what Amari Cooper's making? I don't I don't know Amari. Amari didn't take that money from me. It's just that's other people's money that Amari got. I don't give a shit about Amari's money. I just know my family just got set up for life. So well, cool, good for Amari, right? Now, the media in L.A. just wanted Jalen to say what he ultimately said. Just explain to us your answer, which he did. And once he did, I thought it was a really good answer. Guys, but I, this goes back to what you said. Him and the Jags did clearly not have that communication. The Jets and Jamal Adams did not have that level of understanding, agreement, whatever. Clearly, Jamal Adams and the Seahawks have that level of understanding and agreement. Ideally, you don't have to break up in order to find where you need to be. And the Niners and George Kittle, neither wanted them to break up. The 49ers had all of the leverage unless George Kittle decided not to show up. And George Kittle goes, it's not worth the battle to me. It's just not worth that. That battle with the incremental gain is not worth the potential loss because while that battle's happening, John, maybe something happens to him. Now, if he's not showing up, then he's not showing up. But Which to me, guy... When you it's a win-win or whatever, that's where I think it's a huge win for the Niners. They got lucky. Now, you could argue there's a reason they drafted him and they like him because they know he's a high-character guy. They've surrounded their team with a lot of high-character guys. So is the, is it luck? Like, does Belichick get lucky that he can get Edelman and McCourty and Gronk and Brady? Well, no, he, he likes those type guys. But I'd say you just look recently, Jamal, Jalen, like the elite players, Khalil, Aaron Donald and George is in this fucking conversation. They have all made a stink, either by holding out, one forced to trade. I'd say Aaron Donald didn't necessarily cause a stink, but for two straight training camps, he didn't show up. 
Jamal and Jalen are probably on the crazier end of like showing up. Jalen actually left, remember? He's like, I got a back injury. I'm out. It got weird. But George did not do any of that. That's where I say, you know, the fucking 49ers should thank their lucky stars that this guy, he couldn't have made it any easier. And you could you could push. My argument always is, what do all those guys have in common? They're all really high picks. So, like, they're already rich. Like, like Clowney doesn't have a job. Google how much Clowney's made in his career. I'll tell you, $50 million. You know, J- Jamal, Jalen, Jamal was the highest of the group, sixth. Jalen was five. Khalil was five. Aaron Donald was like 13, but he became such a star. He started marketing himself. I see him on commercials. These guys had huge cash, and they still caused a snake. George is like fifth-round pick. He finally hit all these incentives. He was going to make $2 million this year, guy. $2 million. But I, I think they would argue the reason they caused the stink is because they had all of the cash. I'm not about, I'm, I'm here to get my raise. And it's always maybe relative so. to what maybe you made. so. Maybe so, but man, I, I, think, I, just, I think it's definitely so. I think the big, you know. Um, you got more leverage. You're like, oh, whatever. I'll take a year off. <laughs> yeah. I, I just think it's easier to convince somebody that hasn't been uh, the biggest star to fly commercial when you book well, them it, for your event. If well, you've always you been flying private, then you're not going to go back to flying. First class doesn't mean shit to you. If you've been flying coach, the first class is a major upgrade. Well, don't you think, like, I, I think Clowney's crazy. He might go, like, why, why would I play for $7 well, million see, when I, I've had 50 in I the bank? I think it's so logical. Like, I don't think we say, and I, and you're right, George is high character, but it doesn't mean that guys that hold out are not high character, right? Like, Jamal Adams... I think everybody thought it was high character. Then he starts holding out, and people are like, he's a problem. It's like, you know who's not a problem to? The Seahawks. They, you know, they don't think he's a problem. Khalil Mack, I, I think we all viewed team leader high character held out. It's like, fuck it. And he found, and well, it worked he, for him. Well, could I push back then? Maybe Jalen and Jamal get dinged when really they were just standing up on principle. Like, look at Jalen. Jalen's a little nuts, but he gets along with Sean McVay fine. I think right? so much of the mindset, and you nailed it. And this is, again, I, I, yes, I agree with you. It's the advantage the Niners had, but it's also why it's a win for George. George was, financially, relatively speaking, in the NFL, flying coach. And the guys that he usually, that he would get compared to, also fly coach. Austin Hooper, maybe he's got extra leg room, but he's not flying private. I'd say he's business class now. Okay, he's business class. (laughs) So I, I do think what you've been making, what you've had, is such a big part of, you know, I mean, NBA players, they stay in the nicest hotels in the world. So nice hotels at Disney, not so nice. For the rest of us, if you don't stay at the nicest hotels in the world, now you go to Disney, not, I, everything is relative. Uh, you know, here in the Bay Area, we pay rents that other people go, what the fuck is wrong with you? But we're just like, well, it's, you're just kind of used to it. You're numb to it. This is the way it works yeah. now. So I think that's a big part of it. I think you're right. If George was the ninth overall pick, zero chance in hell he signs this contract. Yeah. But he wasn't. Like if he was, he wasn't. He wasn't. It's it's going to be easier for Noah Fant or TJ Hawkinson if they ever get as good as him to be create a har- harder line. It's harder for George when you don't have as much money in the bank unless you're willing to go Khalil Mack. Which is hard to do, which I understand. I, I personally wouldn't want to do that. But I'm also like, there are principles to this, right? But I think you would get some like legitimate, pragmatic conversations with your agent. Go, listen, George, every contract is based on positional groups. I'll give you a great example. You know, I'm just talking Jack Beckett to George. You and I have talked about this before. 
what's his name attempted to do this a while ago, Jimmy Graham, in the peak of his powers, who was scoring more touchdowns than you, that was like a wide who was literally a wide receiver, and he got screwed. So it just you got to be careful because the leverage they have over your position, which is crazy, right? And you and I have talked about it. A guy like George operates like a tackle, highest paid player in the league, then can also operate like a wide receiver, like the third highest paid player in the league, non-quarterback. And you get treated like the lowest paid, highest paid player in the league, which tight ends are. Yeah. Guards make more than him. Centers. But it's 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 not necessarily changing anytime soon. Also keep in mind, Jalen Ramsey did that going into his – he was in his fourth year in Jacksonville. Khalil played four years with the Raiders the before Raiders. he got traded going yeah. into his fifth year, right? This is, this is after year three, George Kittle – but, but, guy, their contract, their, they had another fifth-year option. So the team let's, had them under contract. That's what I'm saying. Like, the, 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 the guys that we're talking about that got picked really high also had different contract structures. Not just the money, yeah. but they had different contract structures, right? It's different. Joey Bosa just got paid after four years. It, it's, it's different. So, But I think the, the, once you're not a first-round pick, the year three is the equivalent for year four for the other guys. For sure. But I'm just saying, like, those other guys that we're talking about that – are making a lot of money. They're also in a different spot in terms of where their negotiation is. You told George Kittle when he got drafted, after your third year, you're going to sign a contract extension that guarantees you $40 million. You go, yeah, you're going to make 15 a year. Wait, after my third that. year, that's going to happen? Yeah. Now, when, on, if I would have told change. you on draft night, so a lot of if the, I would have told you his rookie season, you wouldn't have believed me, right? <laughs> yeah. So you're right. But, that, but it gets to... But but like you say, once you then become that guy, right. George goes, I got two years of flying For private sure. with my play. He's like, I did that. I made that yeah. happen. So what I would have taken three years ago is different than what I would have taken now. Right? Yeah. It's what makes these situations complicated. Because w- when I say, do you think Khalil Mack will be the highest paid player in four years? Well, on draft night, you go, well, I, you took him fifth. I hope so. I hope he becomes that. Right? That's the – or Aaron Donald or Jalen Ramsey or Jamal Adams – we expect that guy to have the opportunity. You don't with guys. If you would have told Michael Thomas, now he, he's, I think his Twitter handles can't guard Mike, so I think he thought he was way better. Wide receiver's probably a bad example, State, but you told most yeah. fifth, sixth, seventh round picks, which hap- that's the great part about the NFL, right? That you see guys that in the fifth, sixth, seventh round become like highly paid franchise players. It's a great part of the sport that George Kittles can happen. Though that it becomes complicated when it happens, based on their position, based on, I think sometimes, like it or not, your draft position kind of hangs over you. Yes, it's like uh, at the uh, uh, that racing movie with Matt Damon and Christian Ferrari, Bale. Ferrari, yeah, Ford versus Ford Ferrari. versus Ferrari. Where at the end, Christian Bale wins. Remember, Ford wants to line up the three cars so they can finish Ford, Ford, Ford. But it's bullshit because Christian Bale is way out in front of number two and number three. But he does it. Yeah. He's a good guy. And they line up. He's number one, then number two, then number three. But because the other guy started from further back, even though we didn't finish first, that guy wins. Yeah, it was bullshit. It was bullshit. But your starting well, position, I, does it does matter. It, if Dak Prescott had been the fifth pick in the draft, would his contract be You know, done? a podcast listener, Ryan Radke, asked me this. Two weeks ago. I don't even know if we ever got to it on the podcast. I think we did, and the answer is yes. Did we get to it? Okay. Well, we got to it, and the answer is yes. If he'd been the number one overall pick or something, and if Jared Goff had been a third rounder, would he have gotten paid what he got paid by the Rams? Probably not. But he would have got paid. He would have got paid. I mean, he he is a quarterback coming off a Super Bowl. Dak hasn't been to a Super Bowl. He would have got some money, but probably not $110 million or whatever. 
Let us know. Even though you watched Jared Goff in Hard Knocks, you're like, God, he's not bad. I, I thought that I watched him in Hard Knocks. Like, God, I love this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I'm like, I'm a fan. Hey, John, let's tell the people about Sleep Number. SleepNumber.com slash ham. Sleep is always important. It's important now more than ever. Sleep IQ data from Sleep Number says that Sleep Number bed owners enjoy almost an hour more of sleep per night. So right now, go to sleepnumber.com slash ham. We love Sleep Number. I have a Sleep Number bed. You have a Sleep Number bed. We've had them for years. They have changed our life. I love sleep. I try to get eight hours every night. I got eight hours last night, and I am feeling great. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. They have something for everyone. Just go to the website. Check it out. Uh, good sleep is a game changer. No excuse in 2020. You know, this, this is not your mom and dad's America. It's time to get a good night's sleep and dominate the day, guy. We like dominating the day, and it starts with our sleep number beds. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. Sleep Number IQ gives you your Sleep Number IQ Wellness Report. A lot of great tips on how to improve your sleep as well, but the Sleep IQ Wellness Report gives you the cold, hard facts about how you're sleeping. Proven quality sleep is life-changing with the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed. And right now, you know how much you can save on a select Sleep Number bed, Middlecoff? $500. Buckaroos. Buckaroos. Shop your way at at a Sleep Number store. Online at sleepnumber.com slash ham or by chat. Go to sleepnumber.com slash ham. Get on it. Did the tight end market get reset? George Kittle signs his contract, John. It's for $40 million guaranteed. $75 million overall with an $18 million signing bonus. And Travis Kelsey apparently was just waiting by with a pen in the holster because he immediately signs a new contract for himself. $28 million in new guaranteed money for Travis Kelsey, who's sneaky on his third contract now or will be soon incredible he's made a lot of money guy a lot of money uh austin hooper remember had been the highest paid tight end at 22 million dollars in guaranteed dollars and the the average uh, the highest average per year for a tight end i think was slightly under 11 million hunter henry on the franchise tag so now kittle and kelsey are in that 15 million range which i think with gronk being a big unknown it's a clear top tier right kelsey and kittle yeah. Kelsey's been doing it a little bit longer, more probably of a true uh, pass-catching player. I mean, they depend on him in the passing game. He's, to me, he has a lot of parallels to a former Chiefs tight end in Tony Gonzalez. An elite, he's, he's a receiver, but he's a tight end. You know, Where Kittle, the total package, a little more gronky. Uh, listen, I don't think you can go wrong with either, right? The two best teams last year in the league, had one had one, one had the other. Kelsey's been doing it a bit, a little bit longer as a pass catcher. Kittle, you know, is easily given. I think some of the best blockers historically have just been blockers, and then you bring in the other guy to catch. That's not the case with Kittle. He's an elite pass catcher too. When they do ask him now, because of their offense and they run the ball, he's asked to do a lot of blocking, and he should. But. It's really a big day for the NFL in terms of the market for those two guys. But what do those two guys have in common with most of the rest of the league at tight end? Not much. Where I think we often see it with receivers, because it's so easy to produce, you can jumble like Amari can say, well, you know, I moved teams. I play with a shitty quarterback. I didn't have that much less production after three years than Michael Thomas, this, that, and the other. And then their numbers kind of get close. It's going to be a lot different with tight ends. Because their numbers had been, they were the lowest paid, the highest paid tight end was the lowest paid player of all the highest paid players 
per position, right? It was the last. I think right. guard was second. Guards made more than tight end. The top tight end and the top guard, which is crazy. That's no longer the case now and shouldn't be because of George Kittle. Not Like Austin Hooper, to me, was properly paid. Yeah, well, think about it, John. Who, who's gotten the, bi- the biggest two contracts of 2020? Of COVID era, there have been two massive contracts signed in the pandemic. Mookie Betts and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Arguably the greatest football player going and maybe the second, third best baseball player going right now. So, in other words, recession-proof. Yeah. Right? Like, what else is recession-proof? Amazon. (laughs) You know? I mean, not not many things. Like, these guys are Amazons then, right? These guys are Mahomeses and Mookie Betts's and don't be an average tight end and pull up this contract and be like, well, I'm ready for my $34 million guaranteed. It's not going to work like that. Well, we talked earlier today before we recorded stuff uh, when we saw the numbers of like, you know, Kelsey, it's pretty clear. It feels crazy when you say this about guys that are like just 30 years old. Like, he's probably a Hall of Famer. You were probably a little more bullish. Called him? Did you call him a lock Hall of Famer? Well, I said he's got how many catches the last two years? 200. 200, John. 200. To me, now he's got a ring. He is at the point where if we look back and say, if it turns out that he just finished his prime and now he's just really good, solid for three years, that's a Hall of Fame career. Yeah. He's already been a two-time first team and a two-time second team all-pro, five-time pro bowler, and like you said, the two, the, all the stats speak for themselves. And before that, it was like 85 and 83 back-to-back years. And he's still, like, he's, why wouldn't he have 90 the next couple years? Like, to me, Kittle, he is on a Hall of Fame trajectory. But he has a, you know, Kelsey's now been doing this a little bit longer, right? Gra- drafted in 13, Kittle drafted in 17. So there's four years of work that he has to put on. Which, well, Kelsey, his well, first year didn't really put – he was hurt. He didn't play. But. True, but by like his third year, he became a star, yeah. and then the team was really good. Now, luckily for Kittle, he became a star when the team was shitty, and now it's about – like one thing that's helped Kelsey out, right? When's the last time the Chiefs didn't make the playoffs when, Ke- when Kelsey was playing? You, you can't even remember. And when are they not going to make the playoffs? Like lock, lock the next couple years. Kittle, it's – you can get three more years of playing on playoff teams, and you be the best player – that's how you become a lock hall of famer. And I think that's where these guys, in a weird way, are going to be connected moving forward. You know, like Mahomes, he got that 10-year, he got like the A-Rod version of present-day value of NFL quarterbacks in 2020. Where like Kittle and Kelsey, and who else is Mahomes is, you know, like he doesn't have anything in common with any of these other guys. Like Lamar Jackson, he won an MVP too. Yeah, he's lost twice in the playoffs at home as the favorite. Deshaun Watson, yeah, still got a long way to go. We lo- and I like those two guys. Where Kittle and Kelsey are like the best players, clearly all pro guys, ass kickers. It, Kelsey's not the best player in his team because the team has Mahomes, but you could argue like he ain't any lower than like third or fourth. You're right? saying and they got you're saying that we're players. not that we're not going to see a quarterback get a 12 year contract anytime soon. Right? No, but I don't and think we're going to see tight ends be taken care of like these two guys. Right, which is out. You know th- like, that means they did not reset the market. They just bought there's two really expensive houses way up there on the hill that's where they live all the other tight ends are still living with all the right guards i'd say the niners were kind of backed up into a corner it was his going into his last year of his deal he's been so underpaid like they did kind of have some urgency to get something done they're trying to win a super bowl this year the chiefs were like 
we love this guy. He's a badass. He's got two years left. He earned it. Boom. Right. Where does they your did boy not, Brett Veach get all this calf space? I, I don't know. They, they feel like the Rams like three years ago, but they're actually doing it with good players. <laughs> I was like, why are you giving Todd Gurley? That's kind of risky. Yeah. Jared Goff. Like they're doing it with like, would every team in the league want Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey, and Patrick Mahomes? It's always you know? like, well, just wait. They can't. They won't be able to keep all these guys. They did it. I, Immediately. I saw, someone tr- I saw someone tweet like, I thought like three months ago the Chiefs didn't even have that much cap space. How'd they pull this off? It is the great part about the NFL, and I think this is a huge reason we talk about it all the time. Like, the best players, and these guys, like Kelsey and Kittle, are stars. Obviously, yeah. Mahomes is the star of the league. They just, if the team wants to keep him, they just get it done. And whether these next tight end, I don't even know who's the best young tight end. Like, Hawkinson and Fant and some of these, like, they got a long way to go to even be sniffed the conversation of these guys. Uh, that, I, I mean, I think those three guys, like the three guys, the two Chiefs guys and the 49ers guys, like when you think NFL stars, Mahomes the first guy, but I think Kittle and Kelsey just, if you just went to the average 15-year-old that likes the NFL, would he not know who both those two guys are? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, they, they are star players. And I think Kittle and Kelsey, they're a little different, but they're similar in the sense that their personality is just kind of magnetic, right? It's like they just, they feel fun. They have fun playing football. They just they're easy players to watch. I mean, they're just great players. Here's one at for a position you, John. that's like how many times like receivers can be small and big and they're so fast. Like when you see guys six three six three, six four moving like those two guys move, it, it is just it's fun to watch. Here's, Belichick's been like, Yeah, that's why I love that position for the last two decades. Gronk and he who and he of whom we do not speak. Yeah. Uh, Darren Waller. Is Darren Waller gonna get a thirty million dollar contract? He's got. I mean, he just got extended. He's got a ways to go. How much did he get extended for? I think a couple years, but it was really low. I think it was like eleven million dollars. I mean, they had him. They they. He was in a position to not. Really he had one them. big season. Like to me, you got to do it for a couple yeah. years. Ninety catches is impressive. It is. Uh, but these guys have been doing it on winners in big games. I mean, I I don't think you can underestimate Kittle. The other thing I think both these teams with the, have with going the Chiefs. For them, the 49ers would not trade George Kittle straight up for Kelsey. No. Would the Chiefs do the deal? Uh, I mean, maybe. It's 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 complicated, right? He's younger. You know, it, it's not as black. I, I just say for Kelsey's them, they, good they feel very they good about stick their with guy. their guy. Yeah, they could. Unless either. they were tired of him or didn't like him or something. Um, Which clearly they don't, right? Because they wouldn't have done this extension yeah. if they didn't like him. I think but the other thing both these teams have going for them is your dollar is so much more valuable when you know how to use it properly, right? Like we've talked about having a car with a pro engine in it. If you don't drive it in races, it's a waste of an engine. Like when you have Kyle Shanahan and Andy Reid calling your plays, you're just bound to get your money's worth out of these guys, right? Yep. When you're playing in big games, you're just bound to get your money's worth out of these guys, as opposed to did it make sense for the Jags to make Jalen Ramsey the highest paid cornerback in the NFL at nope. that point in their, in their franchise? No, right? or, or the or the even the Jets to give Jamal Adams all that Worth money. Worth so much more to the Seahawks than he is to the Jets. Yeah, good players, premium players. When you have to, I, I don't even want to use the word overpay because I don't think Kittle got overpaid at all. I mean, I actually think he got underpaid. But they are he's worth so much more to the Niners than he even would be to teams that would want to get him. Unless those teams were like, he'd be worth a lot to Seattle. He'd be worth a lot to like Pittsburgh. Like he'd be worth the to the Eagles. 
But if you just put George Kittle on just a random – like the Lions, like it, it, it wouldn't mean as much. You know, a guy like that yeah. – and I think the key is now you've seen – is like the Niners are placing a premium on p- playing on paying important players, right? That we think they're going to eventually pay Trent Williams if it goes well. They've paid uh, obviously Jimmy Garoppolo. They paid when they traded for it didn't work out, but they place a premium on defensive linemen when they tried to get D four. I mean, they got D four. It kind of has backfired, but I, I like doing that over just like a safety or a guard. Like you got to pay the premium. Look at who the Chiefs paid. Their quarterback, their star tight end, and their star pass rusher. Like, as long as you – that's where the Rams got in trouble. It's like, you know, you overpaid a quarterback who actually you can live with. Like, they're, the thing that really screwed them was you gave the wrong money to a wide receiver, Brandon Cooks had backfired, and you paid a running back who's not even on your team anymore. It, but if you had just paid your, your left tackle, and it's like, you know, he's no longer a pro bowler, but he's still solid. Like, you can live with that. If Chris Jones in a couple years is just like solid, you're you're okay. Well, to me, it's like it's baseball, right? What the old adage was: you build up the middle. It's like uh, you paid a shortstop, a center fielder, and a starting pitcher. If you're the if you're the Forty ers right? The who who did the Rams pay? Like a setup man, yeah, a utility a second guy. baseman, yeah, the easiest positions to replace. Yeah. Um, so to me, the key is with huge money or just bit large guarantees is for the guy. To maintain his level of play, yeah, right, a- a- and be available. That's another thing that can really kick you in the dick, right? If a guy gets injured, because now even for Kittle, I don't, I think this deal forty million bucks, but he's got to be for next three years. There can't be a two-year stretch where he plays in twelve games, right, right, right. Yep. So they they just need him to be available, and you've always said, and I agree. He he's like Gronk. He's a little recession proof in his play, like. Even if he's a little banged up, like you're fine. Like even he, if he doesn't he get just, you eight catches, he's just gonna yeah. He'll just he'll run important. the shit out of the ball, and that, him and Trent Williams just you'll be fine. But he but if he misses two month stretch, like that's that hurts. Yep. You know, John. The the sad part is that we're not gonna. I don't know if we're gonna get like this Kittle moment like we got from Hard Knocks with Joey Bosa, because clearly this guy is so beloved, right? People wear his T-shirt. Jimmy wore his picture. Trent Taylor's tweeting about. Everybody on the team loves this guy. Rooting for this guy. I would love to see like his first moment with his teammates after this deal gets done. Uh, I think the 49ers will, you know, put out the video. You'd think, but it's a little difficult during these corona times. Not everyone's mic'd like, up the, like it wasn't hard. The, the, char- the Chargers get, did just get a little lucky, right? They have cameras there. Like that moment would not have taken place without hard knocks. The hard knocks, like, there aren't, there, you have a limp, you know, we've talked to people working for the Niners. Like, there is a limited amount of people just allowed right now in the facility, out and about, even your team reporters and stuff. Like, you have not included everybody, you know, so it's, we might not get as much as we normally would, or we definitely wouldn't, because we would have been maybe a practice today. Like, if I would have known they were practicing at 12, when I woke up, even if I wasn't planning on going, I would have fired down there. Right, he would have given a press conference. He would have been a practice. It would have been yep. cool. Yep, it would have been a pretty big moment. Yeah. So we just get a Corona George, the, who's really rich. <laughs> the Joey Bosa moment was cool. I there was so Hard Knocks ratings were bad. Few people, a bunch of people tweeted at me after I tweeted that I enjoyed it that they thought it sucked. I liked the first Hard Knocks, but I think I said this on the last podcast. Uh, I guess it came out Wednesday. I didn't know until Wednesday midday that Hard Knocks was even on that night. It really snuck up on me. Did you think did, – did, were the ratings bad because it's Chargers-Rams? 
Did you read the actual ratings? Were they just like a 10-year low I just or saw what you sent me, which was a tweet from, was it PF Pro Football Talk? Yeah, Florio. But I didn't click on the link. I I think a huge part of it, like you said, the, the, the buzz, the buildup. <laughs> I'm just a headline reader. I'm with you. I thought, listen, it was not a Rex Ryan or Gruden cussing people out. I found it very enjoyable. I found all the guys involved in the teams, both teams. Listen, I, I felt bad watching them. Like, you know what? Anthony Lynn's a nice guy. Like, this is pretty high character, very likable. I can see other big ta- – like, I, I, I knew McVay would – would have some bait, you know. I I follow I followed her on Instagram for three years. His, his fiance. I knew what his backyard looked like. I know that he throws the ball to the dog. Like I, I expect McVeigh to be good. He's good. He loves football. You realize Sean is more nerdy than you think because when you're all about something, you just kind of like he's like I love football. Like, he's not kidding. Like he, you know, I mean this. These guys are football nerds, but you just Aaron Donald just I, I how he just. Kind of pretty serious cat. The only unlikable guy was the one corner that never shut up, and they always have that guy. And it's like, come on, bro. The guy who but, knew the camera was there. Uh, yeah, I. But I have one takeaway though, guy, on Bosa's and just the Bosa family. Like when he started crying about his dad, I actually think the Bosa's are pretty impressive guys. Like they're kind of the same guy. Because someone texted me like, God, I didn't know Joey was like that. Just easy. Like I, I just thought he was kind of different. Yeah. I'm like, well, Nick's the same way. I, no wonder they're so likable. Nick standing right next to, uh, or, or excuse me, Joey next to Gus, and it's just they are. I, I saw some quotes from his dad, talked to Albert Breer, and was like, to be honest with you, I, I I'm not saying this to try to act like I did something great in the sense of when they were really young and they started playing football all through high school, I never had to be like, guys, you need to go to the weight room today, like. They both caught the bug, and maybe it was Joey caught the bug, and Nick followed it, and they both fell in love. Like they really like football, you know. I obviously I played football, but I when they'd have early morning workouts for high school, I didn't need to set the alarm for them. They were always ready to go at the car, and I think when you watch Joey, and you kind of just hear Nick talk, you're like, I can see it. Yeah. Like these, don't I, I can see why Urban Meyer loved my these perception two guys, at right? Ohio State of Joey Bosa was if you had shown me practice video of him he would have after he got his big contract he would have walked out there and been been loud. Yeah. Now you I, just signed a big contract. It's you're probably just kind of I would imagine part of you just kind of stunned. Like even if you've been working for this your whole life, I just signed a contract for a hundred and five million dollars or whatever the number is. Party's probably just he like, had he had been making huge money. He had though, been, right? but still when he explained what it was like to call his dad and tell his dad that he's getting that contract. He said it was one of the greatest moments of his life to hear his yeah. da- how proud his dad was on the other side of the phone. Like, that's pretty incredible. By the way, Sports Business Journal said the the show drew 273,000 viewers down from 705 episode one last year. So that's a massive decline. Jesus. I, I, I thought... I would have guessed like down 15, 20%. That's huge. So oh my God. It's not because people so don't like want me, football. Me, you, and 200,000 people watched. But I think part of this, do you, what do you think of it? One thing is, I just. There's no buzz right now for No buzz. For I didn't even know it was on. It's, I got to imagine, I'm not a casual fan. I'm a hardcore fan of just everything and media, and we keep our tabs on it. So I think part of that has to be. I thought it was an extremely easy watch. People like, told me they thought easy, it sucked. Cool. 
I did not. I, I, I enjoyed the Corona parts and just the Corona I part, th- just the seeing the protocols and stuff was really cool. I thought there were a couple funny parts when they were doing zoom meetings and like Derwin James is in the parking lot. Clearly he's coming back to get a workout yeah, or something. They see him in the car. Even, like I, I actually found the chargers team Keenan. They're just kind of easy. It's just kind of an easy group. Melvin Ingram's really the loudest, but how about Tyrod Taylor? Like that—that that is an impressive motherfucker. They I'll got Tyrod, and they have Herbert. Like that's interesting. Yeah, I, I actually think could Tyrod just a, a shittier version. And I say this, and he's a good player. I mean, a solid player. He's like an Alex Smith type guy. He's he's the type guy you'd want around your rookie quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I just—it's going to be hard for him for Herbert to be good enough to beat him out. You just see all the different I, things. Her, you just, every, there's a lot going on there for him. I, I think you realize also watching Tyrod why you can be a mid-round pick and have a 14-year NFL career. Has there ever been a coach that's been around and it's not like, I love that guy? Yeah. He, he talks like a coach. He talks like he could run like a, a – te- like he's got a re- great voice. <laughs> I was like, God, he's got a – You're talking about when he walked voice. to the line and was like, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I – I thought that all the seeing all the protocols, how much work goes in, it was one thing. Alyssa, we're watching, and she's like, "This is you watch this and you understand why it's so hard for colleges. It's so expensive. Look at there, you got all these people wiping down every barbell, every mat, every single thing. How about how about Cronky just built the outdoor tent? Anybody touches, they've got this huge tent. They're like, offense will be here. They're gonna be this far away from each other. We're gonna have all these. We spread them out in all these meeting rooms." They just have so much more space, so much more freedom, so much more flexibility as pros to work with than than anybody else. But the money, the money, the daily – what does daily testing and daily results cost? What does a private nurse cost? What is – they've got a truck out there that's just giving them the results immediately. Yeah, I mean, so the cost – how about – the film crew can't go into the building, so that's so that's why they were making they were saying, well, which one of you hard knocks people took a shit in the porta potty? <laughs> I did not know it was protocol not to take shit in a porta potty, John. I didn't know there were those rules. I haven't. I wouldn't unless it was an emergency circumstance. But I everyone's acting like it's no like hey, you don't take a shit in the porta potty. Who I didn't know that was a rule. Did you know uh, that? Rule? I wonder if that's because practice is right there and it was just one of those situations. I would imagine it was not, but it could be. If you're hard knocks, you're stuck. Where are you going to go? But the, the rule, did you? McVeigh's talking like it's common knowledge that you don't take a I, shit in a porta potty. I had never heard I, that rule. I think he's being somewhat like facetious and sarcastic he's saying, with the whole. If you got to go, no, if you got to take a drop of deuce, just go into the building. Yeah, I, and that's where I think the defensive linemen were making fun of. It was the hard knocks crew because we would all just go in the locker room. They can't go. You need the porta potty that has the urinal in it with the toilet. Yeah, they were nice porta potties. Yeah, but maybe they only had the toilet and they didn't have the urinal next to it. Do you, do you find McVeigh enjoyable? Yes, because I, I think he's one of the best at what he does. So that just in and of itself is enjoyable, right? Just watching and I also it. think he's I think he's very natural. He like I don't think he's playing it up for the cameras. I like I, I think you he's see him. He's just he's kind of goofy. He's actually would you say? Uh, a more lovable Gruden, kind of? I think John's he, got a little edge Gruden had been, Yeah, back in the day, we would have loved Gruden maybe even more. No, but I think Gruden was way edgier when he was younger. Oh, like lovable was, just for the people anger. to work with him. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think when you see Sean leading the staff meeting, it's like everyone's kind of happy. It's not – it can be you, – you think those faces would look like that one in New England? Oh, well, Or no. even, you know, I mean, that's just – 
Sean is probably an incredible guy to work for. So, uh, yeah, I think you're right. Um, you see Monday I, Night Football made him an offer? What was that? You see the headline? Like they had reached out to Sean McVay like recently? to gauge his interest. Over this year. Like but I mean like yesterday or like six months ago? No, yeah, like, you know, after the football season. I don't remember that. Well, I don't either. It was just reported out? a couple days oh, ago. Oh, so it no, just that's I mean, what I'm saying. It just got reported. It yeah. just got reported. Gotcha. Yeah, it just gotcha. got reported. Wow. I'd almost be kind of insulted if I was him. Like, wait, what? You guys think I want to? I'm pretty good at this. Fuck you. <laughs> well, I mean, I think they would be like, we'll pay you $10 million yeah. a year. Um, no, I think he's Which, great. Is that is he, inev- is he inevitably, is he ended up there? Yeah. I mean, unless he wants to coach till he's 60. To me, the, I, I would bet this is Sean McVay's career path. Rams for however long it goes. He could burn out. Like, if they have a couple rough years, I could just be, like, wear him out. Monday Night Football, because then he could stay in L.A. with his wife. And then he'd get the itch two or three years later and come back. But he'd be people would love him on Monday Night Football. And the players would be giving him so much shit. The other coaches would love him. And then he'd be like, I got the itch. Yeah. And he'd come back with, like, the Cowboys I just, or something. I just – he seems to – yeah, I mean, Gruden did it. And they have he, a lot no, of No, he's gone on record – I think after the end of last season, the one thing he's nervous about because he's like a Gruden, they taught him. Burnout. You know, Kyle, I don't think Kyle views it like, I'm going to get burned out. Like, Kyle's like, this is what I do. John legitimately got burned out, I think, because he's showing up at 4 a.m. I think McVeigh's one of those guys getting there well, super early. McVeigh did even say, right, was it when he was by the pool, like, hey, what, we've been, what, we're so lucky that one of the things that's come out of this is just we get to enjoy life in a way we don't usually get to when we're on a football coach's schedule. I'm with you. I thought Anthony Lynn was really enjoyable. Like, he's clearly he's super organized, high really I high bad, level. I feel bad making fun of him. What did you think of the guy that came in and was like, are you fucking kidding me? Kind of acts like a dick, agent? gets cut, and then afterwards Anthony Lynn goes into Tom Telesco's office and was like, they both talked about it like it was a good thing that the guy was that pissed. Like, hey, man, keep him close. Like, I love how fired up he is. I don't know if the cameras were there if they would have talked about it that way. What do you think? I think they. I think Anthony Lynn, if the cameras weren't there, would have been like, "That was what the fuck was this guy's deal?" Yeah. I think Anthony Lynn, with no mask on, with mask, it, it does change, and they even talk about it. Sean's like, "It's hard. Like I'm a teacher. I can't. It's hard for me to feel the guy." I think your initial reaction. Anthony Lynn played in the NFL. Anthony, your initial reaction when someone comes at you is to go back, even as a coach, when it gets that aggressive. But I do. I do believe. This is where football, and I even think sports in general, doesn't parallel society that often. They like shit like that. Like, if that happened in an enormous office situation, which is understandable. You get fired. You should be mad. It's like, God, that guy was a loser. What a weirdo. It's like, I kind of fucking like this means Because it's a production-based business. At the end of the day, if he's the best player we could put on the field, he's the best player we could put on the field. But also, also, guy... In the sport of football and just sports in general, it's really, really hard. Like you are, like any job, sales or whatever, is difficult. But you, you have these people in football physically trying to hurt you or move you. So you do like, and then you lift all the time, and you don't even play that often. You practice all the time. It's got to mean a lot to you. And I do think they get like Anthony Lynn is being genuine when he's like, "I like that he had some. This yeah. means something yeah. to him." Yeah. You know. I think some guys are like, oh, thanks for the – I got a cup of coffee, cool, right, in the league. And he can always tell his friends, I got a cup of coffee in the league. Where other guys – because if you're an undrafted free agent, it's not like – is it really that big of a Hail Mary for you to make it? Now, this year it kind of is, but just the history of the league? 
Like, I bet that guy goes, like, listen, we've, we've seen the numbers. His agent's telling him, like, you can make this team. They got Hunter Henry, and they got nobody behind him, let's just hypothetically say. And I bet he thought, and then did you hear what Anthony Lynn was like, he's not exactly Antonio Gates. <laughs> that was a great line. Yeah. I found Anthony Lynn. I, I, I thought McVay, we already knew McVay, right? He's just so, I thought it showed Anthony Lynn, like, He's an easy guy to root for. I can see why people in the league really respect him and like yeah. him. He's an impressive guy because yeah. he can balance like being a hard ass, being kind of a player. Like he just can talk with the players. But you saw him going he's over. Clearly stuff. Clearly very organized. Yeah, he, he was impressive. Yeah. And this is a tough. It's a weird. Was time. he barbecue? Was he grilling at the team facility? To me, it looked like maybe they have a condo, okay. and he's just like a communal grill, it, maybe or something. They've they've moved. You know who? I guess he's been the LA coach the whole time, huh? I don't know. I assume condo, but Why I... Why do you have a condo? Could it just be at the team facility? Would he be know. barbecuing at the team facility? I mean, facility? he might be making food for somebody, but his wife was there too. Maybe he's barbecuing for the coaches. They're, they're his wife had like a hat on. It looked together. like they were out, like they were not at home, maybe. I I, I assume condo. I assumed but I facility, like, but I but it didn't make sense. I was like, I wonder why. It's weird. That was the weirdest part. Where is he barbecuing? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Where is this multi-millionaire barbecuing? <laughs> he had a lot of things. Chicken That's the ribs. other thing. Is like it'd be hard for it to be the facility because like I, you know, I need to sit for like thirteen hours. I'm like thirteen hours. But the amount, the amount of food. There was only two of them. Maybe he was barbecuing for all the coaches in there, and they got a barbecue out like in their temporary yeah, facility. Couldn't doing, you see that? Yeah, doing something. Nice. They're just there trying to like. It's not. There's no players there, so they're just getting all their shit together, and he can kind of. The one thing you he see, sm- but he was smoking a cigar. Would he smoke a cigar at work? I don't know. It's a good question. The one thing you see with two teams, it is just—it's a lot going on. It's hard. Like I think the coaches will just have to be the focal points. It's going to be hard to just develop a bunch of other, which is fine. Do you have some star? Do you have some star players? We do. I'm combined. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm I'm okay. Like I I like just seeing the coaches. Like that's that's fine. I don't need. Oh, he's got three kids back home. I mean, that stuff's cool too. It's the human part of the. But I'm fine with just watching these two guys coach. And the quarterbacks throw. That number is pretty alarming. 200,000 people watched. It's really low. <laughs> yeah, it's really low. That's, al- that's alarming. NFL but ratings going to be down this year? Our video. I think so. Don't you? NFL ratings you think will be down this year? Uh, no, I mean Sunday. I think the thing Maybe that the NFL the- has that the NBA doesn't have, that Major League Baseball – Major League Baseball does kind of have this, right? You just turn on the TV. You get home. You turn on the TV on a weeknight. You're like, there's – if I could never look at the schedule, odds are nine times out of ten, I turn on my TV on a Tuesday night, there's going to be a baseball game on. Yeah. Basketball, I got this bubble. I got like no my play. team. Like my team, right? Like Giants, A's, whatever. I just, you just, know, that, you just know they play they just it play like, every night. Oh, shit, it was Thursday. T- they played at noon. I missed it. Okay, that happens. Yeah. NBA, I don't know. Flip a coin. NFL is just so built into our psyche, our, our society, when the NFL plays. Uh, that it's not going to sneak up on anybody, but I don't know. Something to be aware of. I mean, it's not five hundred thousand people instead of seven hundred. That, that that number was pretty crazy. Uh, I think it's I think it's more the teams and, and kind of corrupt. somebody. I just yeah yeah. I think it's the scheduling. You're right, and I think it's the teams. I got to because I was at first I was like it's only the scheduling. That's all it is, and then I got to. Uh, Jordan Ramirez tweeted at me. He's like, "Well, if it was the Bucks, he was like, what would happen if it was the Bucks?" And he's right. Like, if it was well, Tom they Brady, hyped it up more. Yeah, they would have hyped it up more. Um, that would have been a sweet one. Real quick, John, the uh, uh, restaurant. Oh, restaurant. 
This is what I got on Instagram. DM us restaurants, local restaurants. We want to support as much as possible. Your restaurant, somebody else's restaurant. Um, this was from... Who sent me this? The pla- The name of the place. I've heard of... Uh, this is Joe. Joe Perra on Instagram. Soul Food, S-O-L, in Marin, is the best restaurant on earth. Damn. Now, I have heard of this place before. I've never been to it. It's in Mill Valley. Um, I've never been to Soul Food, S-O-L, Soul Food. I think it's Brazilian. He said, the BizTech. I, I, I'll be honest, I don't know what that is. I'll have to go to their either. menu to see what BizTech is. He said, garlic plantains on the side as well. I've heard from multiple people about this. This place is elite. About this place. It's looks, It looks badass. San Rafael, Mill Valley. What is BizTech? BizTech is a steak meat sliced across the muscle fibers, including the bone, normally grilled, can be pan-fried. Okay, I'm looking at photos of their BizTech. It looks fantastic. I'd eat there right now. The sandwiches look good. Yeah, I've heard about the – do they have – let me see their, their – uh, are you on uh, Yelp or what are you on? I'm just on their website. Yeah, the Cubano, the roast pork, ham, mustard, mayo – the they, their sandwiches look bomb. I'd eat one of their sandwiches immediately. The Spanish sandwich. So I guess it was on diners, drive-ins, and dives. I don't know the owner. Joe didn't mention an owner or anybody's name. I don't know if Joe works there or who the cook is. Tip them. We'd love to come there and eat. Soul food. Corona though that's uh, don't wait till Corona ends. The rest of you go eat there. Go support soul no, food. I can't wait. All right, go eat now. <laughs> that's what we're gonna go do. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.